This is Will Hauk with KNBC, and I'm talking with singer-songwriter Lily Hyatt. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, your new album is called Walking Proof. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the album, where it was recorded, who played on it, and, and things like that? Yeah, it was um, recorded at um, with Lincoln Parish at his studio, and um, my band at the time uh, played on it. Uh, so that was uh, John Condon. Robert Hudson and Kate Haldrup. Okay. And then I had some different friends come in and add some parts and vocals as well. So I had like my friend Luke Schneider played pedal steel. My friend Amanda Shire played fiddle and sang on some stuff. And um, Aaron Lee Tastian sang on and played guitar on a couple of tracks. And then my dad sang on one with me oh wow i didn't realize he was on there what song is he singing on there i know he's really faint on there but he sings <laughs> uh, harmony on some kind of drug oh okay gotcha i didn't realize uh, amanda shires was playing a fiddle too i saw you guys in san francisco when you were on tour with her oh that was fun i was just thinking about that show the other day yeah yeah it was yeah because i had tickets to see pearl jam that night and then i got that tour so I I I went out there and thought, well, Eddie Vedder, he would want me to play. <laughs> <laughs> He'd want me to play rather than go to the, go to his show, probably. So <laughs> duty calls. Right. But it was fun. It was a great. That was a great night. That was our first show of that tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was really good. That was the first time I'd seen you live. So it was. It was. It was fun seeing you. Cool. Thanks. So um, I was interested in the um, the artwork on the album because it has a very um, uh, cool kind of vibe to it. Who, who's the artist who did all the the art for that? My friend Kim Radford, who's a great artist, um, she did all the art for this album, and um, which led to her doing a really cool mural for it too on a record store here called Grimey's. Yeah. But um, she's just a great person and someone I, whose art I've admired for a while, and I knew she would get the get the feeling of everything. So I had a picture; it's on the inside of the album cover that a photographer David McLister took. He's a great photographer, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, what wanted her to suggested it be based off of that and then she spun it out from there awesome it's cool it has a, a really unique style i think it's cool so uh, another I'm thing i'm glad you like it yeah yeah um the uh the, the guitar sound uh, both on on this album and uh and your last one trinity lane um I, I feel like you just have a really cool and unique uh sound and and i think you play a rickenbacker but i was wondering about um uh who are some of the guitar players and songwriters that have uh, influenced you and helped you kind of develop that uh, that guitar tone oh man well i mean Songwriter wise, um, I mean, I've always really admired like people that kind of find their own rhythm with things. So, someone 
that I really love is Melissa Etheridge. Mm. And when I was younger, I was always really blown away by her unique style. And um, I'm also a big John Lennon fan. I love his rhythm playing. Um, Sean Colvin's a great guitar player, somebody that has a really unique way of playing. Um, and then, of course, like, I love Jimi Hendrix. I'm not, like, a lead player like that, but the sentiment behind his tones has always really deeply inspired me. So, Yeah, that's cool. Well, the, uh, the song Candy Lunch um, has this, um, this really interesting line to me. I was intrigued by it. Uh, why does every boy I meet try to tell me how to live and, and what to eat? And uh, I've had a lot of discussions with my wife about things like mansplaining and uh, what it's like for uh, women, <laughs> women to exist in the world, you know, just on a day-to-day basis. And um, I was just kind of interested on your, on your thoughts on that line and, you know, uh, why you put it in there and your thoughts on all that. Well, um, you know, I, I, uh, it's funny cause I think that line kind of happened. I, I just, there was this era of time that I felt like I kept seeing just these statements of how to be from guys, like even on Twitter and stuff of like how things are what you know what you're supposed to feel or think and it really annoyed me um and uh you know i i i just i've also had a lot of experiences with men um that i've been involved with um not not my current relationship at all but um in my past where you know they've kind of tried to like guide my my you know my way and it's just I'm really independent and I I really can't stand that sort of thing, um, especially when someone's kind of trying to tell you like, you know, I no this is wrong this isn't the way you should be doing it and you're like but this wor- this works for me like I know me tr- trust me you know so it's just kind of like a self trust line kind of like I-, I got this I I know what what I'm doing you know right. so. Cool. Well, the uh, another line in in a song that I um, thought was interesting is in uh, in P Town. Um, I got a bunch of friends in Portland, and uh, the, I, I was happy to see the, the the city referenced in in that song. But um, uh, don't you hate when people say it is what it is? And um, I, I, growing up, I never really heard that phrase. I didn't hear it until um, I was an adult, and I heard it in the context of it was almost in a more like sort of Buddhist kind of a way, like, like you can only control the things you can control. But I've also since then heard it in a sort of dismissive way. And and like, if someone's complaining, someone's just like, Oh, well it is what it is. Just don't worry about it. Just get over it. Kind of a deal. Um, so I, I thought it was an interesting line to throw into a song. And I was wondering if you could, um, uh, share your thoughts with that.
for sure. Um, I mean, I guess I know what you mean. I didn't hear that a ton when I was younger either. And it seemed to really begin trending like in the last 10 years of my life or something. But, um, but yeah, I, I've heard it in both ways as well. And, um, and the funny thing is like, in terms of like the Buddhist sense of like detaching a little from, you know, the meaning or, um, of what you are looking for the meaning too deeply in something and just kind of taking it as it is. Like, I really, I, I'm into that. Um, but I guess like that saying becomes infuriating a bit because it's, it's kind of, it's so true, but it, to me, that's kind of like an understood thing, you know, it's like, yeah, I know. And yeah, when it's used in the dismissive sense, it's, uh, it can feel like such a cop out, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that's what I was kind of thinking about um, when I wrote that. But also, like the the frustration of getting to that point when that's all there really is to say, you know, because it's that's it is what it is, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I I think um I I think of that line almost daily when I read the news and I'm reading what's going on with uh with the president and whatnot and I'm always just like ugh until November it is what it is you know <laughs> oh you can just kind of get to I a know. certain point you it's, know it's uh, a it's a hard thing to uh, I just finished this book called The Wonder of Presence and it definitely discusses that concept a lot like the awareness and just not being resistant to just what what's happening and um and yeah i guess that line ties in there but uh but yeah when someone's telling it to you in the middle of an argument it's it's not my favorite thing to hear (laughs) (laughs) i hear you is is that book kind of uh like a a mindfulness in present being present kind of thing Yes, it's written by this woman, Tony Packer, and okay. it was given to me a few years ago, and I never wrote it, or I never, not wrote it, I never read it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just went to the beach, and I was like, you know, I'm going to read that book, I, and it was really lovely, and yeah, it was, it's, it's all about just kind of trying to get to that place of awareness and uh, quiet wondering that allows for your intuition to take over rather than like your conscience state of being, you know? So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, in, uh, in another song you got on there called, uh, brightest star, you have some, um, good lines, um, like, uh, Hey, I can be mean. I know you can be mean, but I've always seen your true soul. And it also reminded me of a song off of Trinity Lane, um, on, uh, the, the night David Bowie died where you're just very sort of, um, you're sharing quite a bit about yourself and, um, and I, I'm assuming it's autobiographical. I know sometimes people aren't fully autobiographical, but, um, I was just kind of interested on, on how you decide how much to share and how much to hold back. And, um, you know, it, it can be a little, um, it can be, it can be tough to share a lot about y- your personal life and you want to not share everything. So I'm just interested in, in, um, how you make those decisions and how much to share in a song. Well, I've definitely changed some lines before after the fact because I've been like, wow, that's that's a bit too revealing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to uh, shape that up. Um, but I haven't thought a ton. I guess when I'm writing, um, 
not like there's no effort involved or anything. There definitely is. But a lot of times things just come out. And a lot of times they do because they just need to. And, you know, it's not that it can't be embellished or romanticized in some sense. But um, I just usually let it ride unless it's something that I feel like is, you know, going to be offensive on on some level, uh, sometimes I'll, you know, reshape that. I don't want to put all my cards out on the table, but, uh, it's always, it's never been hard for me to be emotional (laughs) publicly, which is for better or for worse, you know? So, yeah, well, I, I really like it when, when, um, when a when a songwriter um shares something from their their perspective you know and they're kind of honest and there's some some openness there so i appreciate that in the song good i'm glad to hear that um yeah i i i do too and um yeah i i'm always i hope for people to relate on some level so right totally so, um, you have uh, any new projects coming up? Are you focusing mainly on the on the album release? I know everything's weird with the shutdown and no touring, but um, uh, any new things uh, you're working on in the near future? Well, you know, I I'm trying to write. I I have written some. Um, <clears throat> it's been such a bizarre time to kind of like organize something because it's hard to know what's possible to see through right now but I do know that you can always make songs and um, I'm at the point where I'm starting to like kind of process some of the last few months and feel a little quieter in my mind about things so that's usually the time when I can start creating and I don't know I I have no set plans uh, in terms of like recording timeline but I do have a access to to recording equipment and my guitars and I don't know I thought you know it'd be cool if I came out of this with some more songs you know (laughs) so um and you know in the meantime too just doing everything I can to keep pushing this album because without touring it's it's really different you know I mean it's different for everyone right now and you know, you don't have that visibility that you do when you're getting out there and meeting people and spreading the word. So, right. um, so yeah, trying, trying to keep that up, but also just like keeping faith that, um, the things will, things will pan out some way or another. So, yeah. right. I, I, I listen to a lot of, um, interviews and podcasts and, um, a, a thing that's been coming up on those podcasts for songwriters is the question of, um, have you been able to write during the shutdown and uh, the quarantine and all that? And a number of people have said, um, that I've listened to have said, I, I feel like I should be, because I have all this time on my hands. Like I should be out touring right now. Um, but I, I can't. And there's like this block. I thought that was an interesting deal. Have, have you had a hard time writing during the shutdown or has it been kind of helpful to you? Yeah, I mean, the first few months, I definitely had a hard time. I was really sad. Like, it sucks to have all your stuff canceled. And it's really scary to not have, you know, uh, uh, any sort of idea of what your job looks like. So, um, there, and, you know, I, I don't know. So there were, you know, and I had some 
stuff happen with people that I knew, you know, that got sick and it was sad and horrible. And so the songs were not flowing Mm -hmm. at that moment. And they're still not, but I am at the point where um, I've started to to write stuff that I like and feel... I don't know. There's just a feeling to it that I have, um, and I'm uh, an inspiration, I guess, and uh, starting to have that again. So, so yeah, I just have faith in that. I mean, it's it comes and goes. So right, right. All right. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. Um, if uh, people want to find out more about you online, what's the best place to look for you? Probably. Um, you know, honestly, my Instagram is my most kind of plugged in source. Okay. My website too, lilyhyatt.com. So right. I'm out there. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me this morning. Yeah, you too. Thank you. And I hope you have a great day. Nothing seems to go better.